You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Western Broadway, a celebration of musical theater on the West Coast. I am radio host and theater enthusiast, Lara Scott, along with superstar publicist and theater veteran, Will Armstrong. Hi, Lara. Um, Oh my gosh. Are you ready to go into the woods? I'm so ready. I have my little red riding hood cape on. Um, Me too. Uh, Very, very excited. And let's just talk about where Into the Woods comes from, which Mm -hmm. is based on the original Broadway premiere, which happened in 1987, and with a cast starring incredible performers like Bernadette Peters and Joanna Gleason. Incidentally, Joanna won the Tony Award for Best Actress. Right, for The Baker's Wife, right? Yeah. Yes. So many incredible, iconic roles from that show. And uh, after the Broadway show, it went on national tours, regional productions, anniversary productions, even did some stints in London's West End. And now it's here in Los Angeles. Yeah, but in between all of that, of course, there was the movie. A lot of people found out about the play through the film that came out in 2014. Disney did a film adaptation featuring a slew of Hollywood stars, including Meryl Streep, she was the witch, uh, Anna Kendrick as Cinderella, and then Emily Blunt is the baker's wife. And James Corden was in it. I yeah. heard that's kind of how he got his gig was because of that film. Amazing. Uh, but we digress. Back to Stephen Sondheim, yes. James Lapine. Mm-hmm. And this particular uh, production at the Amundsen uh, Theater right now is done by the acclaimed Fiasco production, which they reinterpreted this musical in such a refreshing and new way. It was very, very exciting. It's wild and witty romp that takes you in a way that we've never seen the musical before. Yeah, you know, I think we should just add acclaimed permanently in front of Fiasco production because it was so good. And this was my first time seeing it on stage. So it was it was a treat for me to see this and kind of compare it to the movie. And it was fun on opening night, Will, in honor of Little Red Riding Hood. We had our matching red outfits. We got to pose for pictures with some of the costumes, which you can see on our Facebook page. And yeah, so cool to be there for opening night at the Amundsen. Absolutely. I was kind of Going for rocking like the Big Bad Wolf, but I ended up looking like Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Way too cuddly to be the Big Bad Wolf. Oh my gosh. It's an amazing theater, isn't it? I mean, right in the middle of downtown LA, and the people that work there are fantastic. They are incredible. I, from when we got to the theater and they instantly were like, Would you like to take a picture? And they took a great photo. You know, when you trust someone when they hand you the iPhone and you, mm-hmm. you get back. And then when we got, to, we were going to our seats and the women standing by the gate uh, that let us in and told us where our seats were. I think they love theater just as much as I do. It was just so much fun and the energy. It was a great energy. experience. Yes. Yeah. It was a great experience. And I just love, Will, you weren't even looking in their direction. You're like, oh, okay, wait, it's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And then you turned yeah. your head and he was there. It's like you can sense the I, celebrities. I do. Yeah. Like if my superpower is I can spot celebrities, I think before they can spot themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. And yeah. I drive all of my friends crazy because I'll be like, 
so-and-so or yeah. it's just to me it's, it was one of the sons on desperate housewives yeah. and i looked i was like oh my god it totally is and you saw christina hendrix who is joan on matt well i mean she's hard to miss she's i think gorgeous. i even saw someone yeah. from knots landing <laughs> it was crazy it was oh crazy was joan van ark in the house oh my god <laughs> valerie ewing but that's yeah. one of the other reasons why i love living in los angeles is because here we are it's it's like being on safari and you see a giraffe or a lion but here it's celebrities. celebrity <laughs> and so i love it and the other thing was there was such an amazing vibe in the house mm-hmm. to look around and see Jesse Tyler Ferguson like so entranced and in love with the show and like d- like these people that I'm used to entertaining me watching them being entertained by this amazing yeah, show by it was a incredible. truly incredible show and this is cool because we have an insider here today to take us behind the scenes with Into the Woods yes that is absolutely right and I'm very excited because um, Charles Chatelaine is here he's from the CTG's Young Producer Circle and He's also a self-professed theater geek, so I'm super psyched to sit down and talk with him. He's going to fit right in with us. Welcome, Charles Chatelaine. Did I say your last name right? You did. Okay. Thank you. And what an incredibly uh, truthful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should say, by the way, really quickly that, you know, this is the glamorous world of podcasting. and We're in Will's apartment here in Los Angeles around the kitchen table with our hot water with lemon. And we have two microphones for three people. So you might hear some stuff being passed around. Yeah. There's a little behind the scenes glimpse at how we, how we do this. But welcome, Charles. Thank you very much. All right. So let's talk about the Center Theater Group and specifically about the Young Producers Circle. I don't know what it is but it sounds exciting. It is. Well, I, actually, it's been very exciting to be a part of it um, since 2009. Um, you know, Center Theater Group is actually LA's flagship theater. Uh, one of the founding theaters, actually, the regional theater movement back in the late 60s. Um, and nationally, Center Theater Group is one of the largest theater companies in the country. So it's uh, very exciting to be a part of it with the Young Producer Circle. Um, the Young Producer Circle, and, and we call it YPC because it's sort of our, our lingo, um, YPC is a donors group of people in their 20s and 30s and 40s who are sort of getting their start, whether it be philanthropic or networking, social, it's just a, a chance for them to um, have an outlet by a love of theater that anchors us all together um, and to support the theater and uh, to actually get a, an insider scoop as to what it takes to put a show together. And, you know, we love to see what happens after the curtain goes up, but so much happens before the curtain goes up. And uh, being a part of this has actually opened our eyes to so many things that we have been uh, so, so pleased with. Um, as a member of the Young Producers Circle, uh, you get access to all sorts of things like uh, after the show parties and to meet the cast and, and... absolutely yeah so um, there are different levels of membership um, and based on people's commitments uh, they based on their time commitments their age there could be different reasons but um, what in a nutshell what it is uh, you know after several performances um, and Center Theater Group actually has um, the three theaters that are a part of it are the Amundsen Theater and the Mark Taper Forum in downtown Los Angeles and then we also have the uh, Kirk Douglas theater in Culver City. Um, So we try to, um, you know, have a good variety of shows throughout the season. And, um, you know, after the we'll get together for performances and afterwards mingle with the cast and with the crew and with each other and talk about what we liked, what, you know, really we were surprised with, what what moved us, um, you know, what was amazing, what was not so amazing. Um, Those are all the conversations that we have, but there's also throughout the year, um, we will have opportunities to have backstage tours and um, dialogues and various other um, 
you know, arts organizations uh, will open up their resources to us. So it's really a, an exciting um, year together. And hopefully people have found that it's a lot of fun and they'll continue to renew their membership. And I suddenly want to produce yeah. after hearing about that. I get to go and have all these great discussions. Now, I love that giving back is such a big part of what you guys are doing. You know, just seeing the show, like you were saying, it's just kind of part of the story. One of the guys who kind of introduced Into the Woods talked about how you guys are a nonprofit organization. How does that work? Because I always think of theater tickets as being very expensive or, you know, maybe out of reach for a lot of people. But how does that work being a nonprofit? Well, you know, one of the most rewarding, um, or at least one of the, the most satisfying, uh, especially on the donor side, um, having been part of this, um, is to see how many things uh, are are done through a nonprofit organization like Center Theater Group, um, giving so many different artists the chance to um, really make their art come alive on stage, um, whether it be because they're performers or writers or costumers or set designers. Um, there is so much of a chance for expression. Part of the Young Producer Circle, when we actually get to um, meet firsthand some of the people who were put, whether it's the cast or the crew, we are learning about, you know, how how many people are employed by a company in the show not just the performers you know um how much it takes to do something like this and why it's so important as a community development tool to support the arts and um it's been so rewarding to see center theater group partner with other organizations and um you know watch a lot of other theater companies watch their performances come to life as well. And, and it's been um, such a tremendous journey. Well, that's what I, th I think you hit the nail on the head talking about the fact that it's a community. And being a part of a group like this, it's so much more than you get your ticket, you sit down, you see your show, you clap, you leave, and that you can be a part of something and, and be part of that surrounded with other self-professed theater geeks, if you will. But yeah, very, very cool. So I know that Lara and I saw an opening night uh, into the woods, and you saw it shortly after that. What did you think about the reinterpretation? Oh my God, we I, I loved it, and I think so many of our group loved this performance of Into the Woods. Um, you know, many of us are Sondheim fans, and we know the songs. We're singing them in our heads. We, you know, have it in our minds of what it must look like. Being the the that production design and orchestrations was such a major part of this uh of, of into the woods and to see the fiasco do this in more of a bare bones format was actually so incredible because we got to relate the songs to life we got to see a lot more of the meanings that we may not have recognized from singing the songs in our heads over and over again over the years it was an incredible experience we absolutely loved it yeah, I had read a review in the downtown news and they talked about the piano player being on stage. And I was like, Will, there's just a piano on stage and people are going to play instruments on stage. It's going to be amazing. And I know for Will, it was kind of shocking to walk in and just see the piano because he has seen it before with like the big orchestra and these big moments. But I loved what you said, Charles, that when it's kind of stripped down like that, you really get to connect with, with what they're saying and the emotion really comes through. It's not buried beneath beautiful music. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely terrific. I'd love to see it with a big orchestra but even so stripped down like that the songs were still absolutely phenomenal it absolutely it was a, an emotional journey for all of us I mean and especially you know in the first act where um, it's a fairy tale and it's it's a lot of fun and I think everybody was very surprised by how much um, they were actually listening to the content and not necessarily watching these incredible sets come to life um, because there's not 
there's not really that <laughs> that much to see um, except for a beautiful production. Um, with the second act, when the uh, the show really starts to symbolize human life and a lot of the things that we face um, in our journey as humans, um, you know, loss of loved ones and greed and blame, and it made so much more sense. And maybe it's just because being that we're in our 20s, 30s, and 40s, and um, we're all in a little bit of an existential period, but it just all of us were we had tears in our eyes for good reasons but it was very moving for all of us exactly for me watching the show it took me a little while to adjust to the fact that i was watching something different because i kept feeling myself comparing it to the original piece and once i allowed myself to let go of it i really began to embrace how clever and how smart like here we are doing into the woods and there's not one single nature element it's all things that you would see backstage in the theater from the ropes that worked as the trees to fluttering uh, script pages that flew together as a flock and they were Cinderella's birds and just amazing little creative elements that just came to life and made me through the entire time I just kept thinking these people are so clever it was just really, really amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's already an awesome book by James Lapine. We should mention him to begin yes, with. Yeah. Um, but I, I love to Charles how they played this one for laughs. It was like mascara streaming down my face, kind of like a full on Alice Cooper moment. Um, like just the way they handle the cow where it's an actor with a, a cowbell around his neck going moo. <laughs> like right. Or like Rapunzel's hair and just those little touches. It was so funny, but again, there are those touching moments, like you were saying, in in the second act, it just kind of totally turns. And I was, okay, spoiler alert, I told Will, I'm like, everyone's dead. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like the ending of, spoiler alert, Rogue One. Well, not everyone, but most everyone. Um, Like, you know, you have this, and they're they're dealing with these big life situations, like a couple who can't have a child and are willing to go to some very great lengths to get one. A mom that wishes that her family could be rich. Um, It really... This show really made me think about what we wish for, having the wish come true, but not necessarily getting the happy ending that you'd hoped for. And then how do you navigate life after that? I mean, that's a big question. That's an amazing mm. way to sum that up. That I'm <laughs> Thank so you. It's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I where is Sondheim? Bring him in. <laughs> He's in the bathroom. Oh, okay. And I just feel that we are incredibly lucky to see the Fiasco Theater Company here in Los Angeles and to be able to, because the work that they're doing, basically... If you check out uh, fiascotheater.com, um, you can. Uh, I pulled this right off the website, but it says their mission is to offer dynamic, joyful, actor-driven productions of classic and new plays and to offer high-level theatrical training through classes and workshops. So it's just, again, it's about community. It's about it's the everyone, whether you're in, on stage or behind the stage, it's about raising this community up and lifting us forward. And it's just such an inspiring time to be involved in theater. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can find out more at fiascotheater.com. We'll also post the link on our Facebook page. And you know what, Charles? Do you think that they accomplished their mission with this production of Into the Woods? Do you think that the reception was what they were hoping for? Do you think it came to life the way that they envisioned it? Oh, I, I with our group, they did. Absolutely. And, I mean, there was extreme, um, uh, there was just a, an extremely uh, great sense of, of satisfaction in the audience. Um, I, I definitely think they accomplished their goal and, and we absolutely enjoyed it. And, it. and it will be one of the great memories of the Young Producer Circle. Nice. Um, you also mentioned that philanthropy earlier was a big part of the whole movement. Uh, I'd love for you to share some information for how listeners can help support the arts if they're here in Los Angeles. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it's absolutely... 
Los Angeles, what's, what's excite, it's an exciting time um, because it's relatively new to many of us that, you know, Los Angeles is a hot theater town. And that wasn't always the case. Um, we, uh, especially in the contemporary art scene, L.A. is the place to be. And um, the fact that many playwrights and many directors are actually focusing on Los Angeles as a, um, a place to watch their their art sort their art sort of come alive and um, find a, a home um, before it goes to Broadway. The the LA audiences are extremely kind and generous and supportive. And um, how can you not want to support something when you are surrounded by people who want to support something that is so that makes our community such a great place to be. So um, definitely, you know, if you're as someone in your 20s, 30s or 40s, the Young Producer Circle is a great place to um, experience that with other people um, around your age. Many of us are in the professional world. We all come from different walks of life, different, com- different careers, different backgrounds. But the thing that really ties us together is the theater. It's what we love from it. Many of us have had business contacts made through this group. We have made lifelong friendships. We've even had a few romances come from this. So <laughs> there's more reasons than just amazing productions to actually consider uh, supporting the arts. Um, if you want to find out more, you can go to ctgla.org slash YPC. And again, YPC is uh, for Young Producer Circle. That's amazing. And Charles, just on a personal note, I love the story of how you got into theater. Do you want to share that and how Barbara Walters oh. was involved? <laughs> well, you know, and, and you know, certainly and my, and my parents, I was very fortunate. They were always big supporters of the arts and, uh, and you know, we did definitely uh, attend a lot of performances as a child, but to, to see the you know, the big ones, like what was going on in the 80s uh, on Broadway, there was a 2020 episode. It was a Barbara Walters interview with Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I was probably in the fourth grade. And that's when she covered Cats and Evita and Phantom of the Opera. And uh, my parents actually had a cassette tape. It was Andrew Lloyd Webber's greats. And I went after I saw it and played it and that cassette never left the cassette player I think until compact disc came out <laughs> it it was all I listened to and knew that it was something that I definitely wanted to be a part of it's so amazing because I feel like where you just talked about those great musicals that we know from our childhood like that was the golden age of Broadway for me I feel like we're having a resurgence in that energy and it's spilling into television and film and the stage it's just such a wonderful wonderful time yeah so you think about even frozen you know they had um the couple from broadway that was doing all the songs then beauty and the beast which will and i are going to talk about soon and it's so funny charles because i grew up on andrew lloyd webber and sweeney todd was the first sondheim musical that i saw and i didn't quite get it i'm like wait so they're killing him and then the pie and you know (laughs) and it was it was it wasn't that big lush production that i was kind of used to and now like i just i think he is the wittiest most amazing the lyrics to these songs and again the, the truths about life is just incredible. So I, I truly hope everyone gets to go see Into the Woods at the Amundsen. It's going to be there through May 14th. So as we're recording this, there's about a month left. Go check it out. And like you were saying, especially downtown LA too, and then also the Pantages in Hollywood, so many fantastic shows. You could be out almost every night of the week. Okay. Absolutely. And even yeah. in Culver City too, there's a lot of uh, new play development happening at the Kirk Douglas. And it's um, a chance to see some really great work. 
Well, this is so great, Charles, and we want to thank you so much. Um, we'll be sure to show, share links on our social media. And if you'd like to see Into the Wood yourselves, it'll be at the Omelinson, as we said, till the 14th. And tickets are available at centertheatergroup.org. Charles, real quick, what's a recommendation for a good place to have dinner before the show? Oh, my. <laughs> there's so, there's so yeah. many great, but I think probably uh, the popular one among our group is definitely the Odium because um, it's in walking distance to the music center where if you have a, a show, t- show tickets at the Amundsen or the Mark Taper Forum, um, you can definitely uh, make it to the show in time. Yeah, per- and that's important. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to be late. You don't want to miss a minute of this. So important. So thank you again, Charles. And our official website is westofbroadwaypodcast.com. You can find all two of our episodes there. Yes. More to come, plus additional videos and content. And if you like the show, please, pretty please, like, subscribe, and comment. It's how others discover the podcast. We can help spread the word about theater in L.A. That's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you check out our next episode as soon as it's ready. And if you're looking for us, you can find us just west of Broadway. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.